0: That's coupon code 30 days free on forbiddenknowledge.tv today. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. All right. <clears throat> so tonight we're going to be talking about. Uh, Obviously, you know, what's really going on behind this Russia and Ukraine conflict and what it's really all about. But we're going to have to dig into some history. Okay, we're going to have to dig into some history as to uh, the the Soviet Union and Stalin and and these people. And what really is the, the basis of the creation or really the formation or the fall of Soviet Union into Russia? And, and how now we have this situation where we have a country that is trying to absorb other countries, just like it always happens in history. People want empires and they want to expand their empire. You know what I'm saying? They want to expand it. Thank you, Dominic, for the donations. And they want to expand, expand their empire. And so, you know, it's the same old story about money and power. It's usually what it always comes down to money and power. And so you have to remember, um, you know, when you're dealing with these types of situations that arise in the world on a global platform, it's always about follow the money. Follow the money and you'll have a lot more answers. You'll get a lot more answers. A lot of people are are thinking that, you know, uh, Putin is just angry and he just wants to he's mad at the people of Ukraine because they want to join uh, NATO. I mean, that's a small part of it. Yeah. But there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, you Ukraine wanted to join NATO. Okay. All right. Well, that would that would tick him off because why? It's another neighboring country that's joining the West. Uh you know, joining the uh joining the United States and Canada and, and Europe and all these other countries. But, but what happens here when it's directly affecting his pockets? Or he sees an opportunity to, to seize resources you see all about the money so we're going to dig into it a little bit let's first talk a little bit about you know the actual ukraine the actual original ukrainians these were uh slavic people that had uh basically moved into that region uh you know in the 17 and 1800s uh, and now prior to that, you had the Crimean people, the Crimea people, then you intend to change over to these Slavic people, but all indigenous tribes, really all indigenous tribes, um, not purely European, as we know, European. What's interesting is, uh, during that time period, the person ruling over, uh, the Soviet Union at that time, his name was Stalin. I'm just checking something out. Now, Stalin was very interesting in that this guy ruled with a brutal hammer. This is like one of the worst rulers in, in history. This guy was brutal. I just an absolute... And in, in modern times, this guy was pretty nasty. Right? And they decided to literally starve these people to death. And... Uh, <laughs> What's interesting is they had this situation where they actually created this new farming tactic that would commercialize farming across the Ukraine. And this involved taking the indigenous farmers and literally kicking them off their own farms and sending them to work camps, you know, kind of like how they did with, (laughs) just like how uh, what's his name did with the nazi uh, the the nazis did with the the jews um uh you know and they kind of just created these work camps for industrialization to put these people to work doing all different types of labor hard labor as a matter of fact took them off their land and tried to install people from russia to become the commercialized farmers people who didn't know anything about farming and the people who were able to keep a small amount of land, they instilled these crazy laws that said if you had any type of machinery to help you farm this land, if you had any type of technology to help you farm this land, inventions, or if you were found that you were hiding this grain from us, so that we can take it and sell it and commercialize our country, industrialize our country, then we will send henchmen to your farm and you know physically remove you from the land and take all of your grain. Not only did they take the grain, but they also took their winter clothes, their boots. They even took the children's bed sheets and their children's pillowcases and pillows, so that these people would be, in, you know, not only starve but be would also suffer brutal winters. And it was just crazy, you know. They call this the the Hol- holodomor, It really means the starvation or the genocide that they had, uh, you know, Stalin created against these people. Um, You know, it's just really crazy how we as people on this planet keep letting men, usually one man, control an entire region of a planet based on what he says has to be done. And people say, well, he's got power. He has no power. The power is only in the people that work for him. Right? You have soldiers. These soldiers don't have to take these orders. There's nobody holding a gun to their head saying take a, if they all band together as one and came to an agreement that we we're not gonna we're not gonna allow this. We're not gonna go here and and starve these people out. It was a forced famine. Okay. Holodomers, what it was called. And uh, the genocide was incredible. We're talking about between four and five million people died from starvation. Starvation. Okay, And um, this guy did this on the premise that he was actually going to take this grain from farming and sell it and industrialize uh, the Soviet Union, you know, become more up to date because they were falling behind technologically. He needed this money. He'd rather have technology and advancement to compete with other countries versus feeding people. Now, what they did was they actually. Uh, went and took this land of course the people didn't want to give up their land so the original people of the land of ukraine a lot of them were genocided they were killed they were murdered they were starved to death they were beat to death they were worked to death okay and the rest of them who were able to survive are still there now Uh, i think it's only about 17 percent of the people that live in the ukraine are actually russian the rest of them are still related to some of the you know the older uh ukrainian indigenous people so we have still here another situation where we have a brutal ruler in modern times now that wants to steal the land of indigenous people because it's majority owned by indigenous people that have declared their own freedom, regardless of what you think their color looks like. Their bloodline is still primarily 70% related to uh, indigenous. Okay. So it's pretty interesting. um, You know, what's going on here in 2019, 16 countries as well as the Vatican recognized the Holodomor as a genocide. They finally admitted to this in 2019. It took all these years And uh, both houses of the United States of Congress passed resolutions declaring that Joseph Stalin and those around him committed genocide against the Ukrainians in 1932 to 1933. Now, this is all behind something called collectivized farming and collectivized farming is, like I said, they're taking indigenous people, removing them from their land, stealing their land and resources and trying to put this install this commercialized system in place, which was a complete failure. And it was a forced starvation. And they literally killed millions of people. Not only that, they made people suffer. You know, so this is the premise behind the mindset of a lot of these. I'm telling you this so you can have an understanding of Putin's mind, the mindset of a person that believes in the what they call the old ways. Right. They call the old ways. Um, and so, you know, it's really interesting. Now, there's a lot of uh, wars that have gone on. You know that Russia has really started to to acquire more and more land. You know, it's really interesting. They really don't discriminate who they fight. <laughs> they just fight. They fight. It. They fight themselves. You know, the Caucasian War. It's a real war. The Caucasian War was an invasion of the Caucasus by the Russian Empire, which resulted in Russia's annexation of the areas of North Caucasus and the ethnic cleansing of the Circassians ethnic cleansing you know what that means genocide so Russia has a, a long history of committing genocide so it has in Putin's mind he has no problem you saying these how can he blow up these babies in these in the in the maternity ward in his mind these aren't his people even though he may say these are we're like brother and sister in his mind he's got the old ways in his mind and in his mind these people are worthless slugs to him they mean nothing to him So for him to blow them up, it's like he's a he's a student of history. This guy, he knows very well and good about the Caucasian war. He knows about the ethnic cleansing of the Circassians. And it consisted of a series of military actions waged by the empire against the native people of the Caucasus, including the Chiens, the Atticae and the Abaza Abaz. I mean, this guy is just uh, he's reliving the old the olden ways. And what's happened here is, in his mind, these are just indigenous people not worth any human life. They don't even, he doesn't even consider them to be humans. He just considers them people occupying land that he wants. And we're going to get into the reason why he wants that land very, very shortly. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Now, the United States and Russia, contrary to popular belief, have been good buddies for a very, very long time when it comes to money and space. Those two in those two areas. Very good buddies. The whole Cold War was a big financing operation to make a lot of money. They made billions, which in today's dollars would have been trillions of dollars off of this Cold War and all this fear that they put out on everybody. Okay, a lot of fear. And uh, the Cold War, I remember I grew up during the Cold War. You know, the Cold War was, was when I was a kid and they used to tell us in school. If, you know, if a nuclear bomb explodes to so get up under your, under your desk and ball up and all like, like, like that's going to save us. But all that was fear tactics, fear tactics to keep both of our economies, Russia and American economies, driving money towards what? Production of war machines and war equipment and black budget projects and putting a lot of money in a lot of pockets of politicians and private corporations that had contracts with the Pentagon and also, of course, contracts with. Moscow. It was a big money making operation. It, you always have to always have to follow the money. You look at just as of up until this year, who are the top countries that invest in Russia? Think about this for now. Who are the top countries that invest in Russia? Germany, China and guess who else? The United States. Those are the top three investors in the Russian economy. So, like I said before, guys, I always have been telling you this for years. Russia and America have been best buddies for a very, very long time. Very long time. Uh, You know, and this is up until just this year. Obviously, now everything's changing with this war and everybody's putting these economic sanctions and uh, trying to cut Russia off from the world financially. It's a financial war right now because they don't want a nuclear war. They don't want a nuclear war because they do have a lot of weapons in Russia. Russia has over 2,400 strategic nuclear weapons with the majority of them tied to intercontinental ballistic missile force, which means that they have um, the capability of reaching any country on the planet, okay? They have uh, have missiles that can go suborbital and actually get to anywhere. Once you launch a missile, as the earth spins on its axis, and you have the the right trajectory of that actual missile. You can control and then you can actually allow it to go suborbital and let the earth rotate just enough and then control where it dives back down. And you can strike any place you want on this planet. OK, so we have the capability as well. Uh, but, you know, Russia has the majority of these uh, these these weapons tied to ballistic intercontinental ballistic force. Also sixteen hundred. Uh, can be deployed as tactical nuclear weapons. We're talking about, you know, Navy ships and we're talking, you know, whatever they call their Navy. Uh, you know, we have uh you talking about submarines, you know, all that kind of stuff, tacticals. And so they have this capability. So there's this big fear like, okay, if we stop them with force, well then, you know, this guy may feel like he has nothing to lose and pop off a couple of nukes anyway. Which unfortunately, the way that they're pushing him into a corner, He's almost feeling like whatever, man, you know, either I'm going to get assassinated or I'm going to take as many people as I can with me. So he's he's being backed into a corner now. This is where we have the uh, idi- idiocracy of the United States government and the people that run our country. The IQ, the IQ deficit is so uh, ridiculous on how to handle this entire situation. I can't even begin to go. On. That's a whole nother podcast the level of stupidity and ignorance in how this situation was handled from the get-go, all of this could have been easily, easily avoided. And now uh, jumping on board with all these, uh, these economic sanctions is only doing one thing and one thing only putting, putting a, a, you know, um, a person into a corner where they feel like they got nothing to lose. When you take everything away from somebody and they have nothing to lose. Sometimes, you know, they go down with the ship. So, it could get more ugly. We don't know. We'll have to see what happens. You know, we'll have to see what happens. Russia is not the only country with nuclear weapons. You have the United States, Russia, United Kingdom, France, China, India, Pakistan and North Korea. Those are the countries, seven countries on this whole planet to have the capability of, uh, you know, nuclear force. Not all of them have intercontinental ballistic missiles, though. Russia and the United States and the United Kingdom. Uh, primarily have the intercontinental ballistic missiles. Uh, the others, I'm not too quite sure, but I'm pretty sure they only have tactical nukes at this point. It could be possible that they could have their own black budget type project where they do have a a couple couple of intercontinental uh, nukes. But you begin to look at, you know, I started looking into Putin and looking into his finances and who's financing him and how he's making money. And the Pandora Papers reveal a lot of information about his inner circle. And, uh, you know, he's really deeply was tied in with this guy named Genade Timchenko, who was a co-founder of a Swiss based trading house that exports Russian oil. Uh, of which Putin is a partner and makes a lot of money from this oil, the sale of this oil. Putin is worth he only gets paid about 8.6, billion, uh, 8, 8.6 million rubles a year as the president of Russia. But he's getting he's earned now a net worth of 200 billion. So he's getting a lot of his money from oil and other side deals that he's been able to negotiate by taking his friends and putting his friends that he grew up with in positions of power and putting them in situations where he eats off of every single one of their transactions. And by that method, he's turned himself into a multibillionaire. Now, Russia's economy had been folding, I mean, severely folding, and the ruble was, which was already tumbling, had tumbled even to more depths. This is before this whole Ukraine war situation. His buddies wanted him to, uh, after this whole—I don't want to call it what it is—the sickness that went around the planet. Okay, the sickness we call it that, uh, which caused a lot of shutdowns globally and started drying out a little bit of these billionaire oligarchs' money. He they forced him to literally release billions of more of rubles into their economy because they needed money. Well, it backfired and it sent the ruble crashing even further, okay, even further. And so this is long before this whole Ukrainian and all the economic sanctions, the ruble was already 0. 0.013 of the U.S. dollars. Like one one ruble was 0. 0.013 of the United States dollar. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy, you know, disparity between the, the value. And what's wild about that is they have over 150 billion dollars uh, worth of gold over there, which I can't figure out. Well, now they're probably going to end up using that gold as revenue, okay? Because that's that's really pretty much what they got left is gold and whatever money they can download from the stock market that was sitting in accounts that they can't trade anymore. But money that, that was available, it will be released. So they have about between 300 billion to 450 billion dollars that they're sitting on, which is enough to keep this war going for. Quite some time. They could probably keep it going for like another who knows another couple of years with that kind of money if it, if it persists that long. But you have to you have to understand that the oil is where he's making a lot of his money and oil futures in particular. So people like Putin. They don't invest only in their own stock market, but they have mules is what I call them. And it, what a mule is, is they have another person under a totally different name. Unrelated to them, that they trust, that they've partnered with, that they give money to, they send it through all these various different accounts to get it to them. That person puts their money in the market. And they make markets. Not only do they make markets, but they make a considerable amount of, a considerable amount of money on, on calls and puts on stock options in futures and commodities, as well as this general stock market. So. If you are, uh, uh, you know, in a situation where you're a leader of a country that's falling down economically and some of your billion dollar finances are starting to dwindle a little bit. And all of a sudden you see a country like the Ukraine sitting there that used to be a part of your old mother country. And now you're like, man, how can I, um, you know, how can I get a piece of this? How can I how can I get some money out of this country? Because when you look at the Ukraine, which I'm sure he did, he started to realize, wait a minute, all the money I need is sitting right there. You know, it's all sitting right there, right across the edge of my border. I can tap into it if I just go take it. And so let's look at some of the resources that are over there in the Ukraine. They're seventh place in the world in iron extraction, eighth place in the world in manganese extraction, sixth place in the world in titanium extraction. Second place in the world in gallium extraction. Fifth place in the world in geranium extraction. Sixth place in the world in colons extraction. 10th place in the world in zirconium uh, silicate extraction. Uh, Eighth place in the world in graphite extraction. Graphite is huge, so is zirconium. 13th place in the world in power plant coal extraction. 12th place in the world in uh, coking coal extraction. 10th place in the world in uranium extraction. Now, that's important, the uranium, because what what is used in nuclear generators and nuclear weapons? Uranium. Right. So it's pretty interesting. So that right there is worth trillions of dollars. So if your economy is collapsing and your economy is dwindling and your income per capita is dropping and your and your inflation is rising And you don't really have a lot of allies out there to do a lot of really good trades with the little little he was doing was just enough to keep it floating. This is why they welcome the U.S. and Germany, and everybody else to invest in their economy. And now all of a sudden, even that's starting to fail because you guys have milked the cow too many times for all the oligarchs have literally milked the cow. There's so much corruption in Russia. So now you go, hmm, there's a nice little country sitting right over here. They already stole Crimea. Right, it was an annexed country off the of Ukraine. They stole that back in 2014, but that wasn't a lot. That wasn't enough resources and stuff. Then they say, you know what? Since Ukraine is acting like they want to go join NATO, what we'll do is we'll use as a, that an, as an excuse or one of the excuses, and we'll say that they're having atrocities against their people. The same stuff you heard the U.S. do. I mean, you know, we do the same thing, right? We we said that uh, Saddam Hussein was torturing his people, and we said that. Uh Omar, Gadda- Omar Gaddafi was torturing his people and killing his people. And we use it as an excuse to get the American public to agree that we should go over there and, you know, blow these people up and kill them, not knowing that we were, they were just going to steal resources and, and murder people. Same exact thing uh, that, that, that Putin is doing. He's doing nothing different than what the U.S. has done. Uh, but what's happening is the reason why it's shocking the world and, uh, is because he's doing it against white people. If these were African people, it wouldn't be not, It wouldn't even make the news half the time. It wouldn't even be on the news. It would just be another, oh, yeah, I heard about something like that, but I really don't know too much about it. Because this stuff happens in Africa all day, every day right now. There's countries in Africa being ran through and ran over by military. Right now, as, as I'm sitting here speaking to you, and, and their land is being stolen and taken away, and their resources are being robbed while I'm speaking to you. There's so many wars in Africa right now. You'll never see them on there. They rarely, rarely make the news. And the people, the millions of people, the men, women, and children that die, get slaughtered, um, get genocided, are just, uh, you know, uh, a figment of the imagination. You don't learn about these things until you travel like I do. And you see the news in other countries and you go, holy crap, this is going on right now? And it's like, wow, everything over here is really heavily censored. You don't even get a chance to see this kind of stuff. But he's doing nothing different than what the U.S. has done. But what's shocking the world is that, like you heard the report say, Reporters have actually said, I can't believe he's doing this to blonde haired and blue eyed people. This is what the reporter said, not me, what the reporters have said. And it's shocking the world because you have a, a, a white nation attacking a white nation. And the premise behind it is twofold. One is they need the resources. All those resources I just read to you, they need them. They also need the income and the manpower of the Ukrainian people. Once you engulf a country and you bring those people in, you now have their uh, their work, their their manpower. You have their revenue, their earnings to pay taxes to you. You have now literally consumed and c- taken control of every aspect of their lives. And I think the income per capita in Ukraine is $3,400. So it's a significant income. There's good money there. And everything is thriving and doing very well. So... Why wouldn't he want to absorb that? So he, you know, he's thinking, well, we took Crimea pretty easy and quietly. I think I'll just go in and snatch the Ukraine as well because I need this money. I need these resources. You know, it's the largest country annexed next to his that is now getting ready to join into uh, NATO potentially. And when you look at the other countries around the outskirts of that area that have already joined NATO, now he's saying, well, not only are they, I'm not, can I not get access to their money and assets, but also if they join NATO, that's going to put more U.S. military bases and Canadian bases and French bases and so forth right at my doorstep. So, OK, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what the U.S. did. I'm just going to go steal their land, take their resources uh, and then change the way we do our financing, convert it to a gold back dollar or some other resource back dollar since I'll take all their resources as well. Another thing to remember, too, is that one of the largest I think Russia is one of the largest um, countries for the resource of gold. So they have a lot of gold there. So if they switch over to their gold standard, they'll be able to still sustain and uh, generate uh, money and income for themselves using money based on the gold standard. All right. But it's pre- it's just pretty interesting to watch this whole thing unfold in modern times. It's like watching a, a movie, something you see in a movie theater and it's happening know it's happening in real time um it's really crazy the oldest known uh, main inhabitants of ukraine were the uh chimerians okay not the uh not chimerians but the chimerians or simerians if you want to say it that way they were replaced in the 5th century bc by the Scythians, who ruled until the 2nd century bc and then the samaritan tribes then replaced them and later in the first century A.D., tribesmen of the dominant horde were called the Alanis. There's only 17 percent of the people in, in the Ukraine are Russian, only 17 percent. So when he says you are brothers and sisters, he's not really he don't really mean that. It's a very small percentage of people that are Russian living in the Ukraine. 17 percent. They're the minority there. Right. <clears throat> Even though everybody speaks a lot of the people speak Russian, but that was forced on them by Stalin. Pretty interesting. Russia holds about 132 billion dollars in gold reserves and Russia is the world's biggest gold producer. So they are the world's largest gold producer. Now, in terms of economic score, again, if you research this, you'll find that Russia is ranked 43 among 45 countries in Europe. Its overall score is below the below the regional world average for the economy, okay? And that was up until 2019, that's when that stat came out. So out of 45 countries in Europe, in terms of number one being the highest ranked economically, all the way down to 45 being the lowest, they ranked number 43. So you see, prior to all this happening, their economy was already crashing and going down the tubes, and them creating and printing more fake money and flushing the fiat currency into their own system further destroyed that, even more. And then you have a situation again where you just he just wants to say, you know what? I just want to go take this land. Uh, steal these people, m- incorporate them into my system. Take all of their income and add that to my uh, my com- my country's income. And he doesn't want to be the guy that Russia crumbled under h- under his name he, on his watch. He doesn't want to be the guy <clears throat> that Russia went fell to the dust you know, under his name. And so what he's done, this is his battle cry, not only for money and resources, but also in his mind for his own legacy. So it's really ridiculous. You know, it's, it's just really ridiculous. Over and over and over again, we see this situation where people on this planet, not people, it's usually one person at a time making these orders, coming up with these psychopathic, narcissistic concepts, right? You saw Hitler was one, you got Putin, you know, Presidents of the United States have done the same garbage. They come up with this idea. Well, it's not really sometimes not them. It's their little cabinet. We want to go steal these resources and we want to go steal these people and we want to enslave them financially and even mentally. How can we come up with a plan to do this? And so a very small group of men or either one man comes up with this concept or this idea. And then when they formulate their plan, they then can't do it themselves. Putin can't go to the Ukraine and enslave these people. Putin can't go to the Ukraine by himself and blow up hospitals and churches and blow up kids. He can't do it. It's only he's only one person. It's only whatever he can carry in his hands. Right. He could drive a tank over there by himself and he can do a little bit of damage, but he can't do the damage that we've seen happen. Why? Because it's just him by himself. He has to have henchmen. So who does he use? He uses. He uses. Human beings, right? That's chattel. It's the same old story. Human beings that are the actual sons and daughters of the people that they're killing, right? <laughs> to go do this crazy, f- fulfill this crazy uh, war or whatever you want to call it, this battle cry. And so these people are like robots. They're like programs in the matrix. Because there's no way in hell that you're going to, uh, uh, a guy is going to tell me. Who's who's not going to leave his palace. I want you to go over here and I want you to blow up these women and children in the hospital. And I'm going to actually go and actually press the button and do it. So it shows you that human beings on this planet. We're the ones killing ourselves. Putin is just a figurehead. Right. Stalin was a figurehead. The people that make these decisions for these crazy wars and these crazy genocides. They have no power to make people do anything. They're just talking. They're just using somatic frequencies. But what happens is the people that listen to them. They fall in line and like robots, they go execute the plans that were in somebody else's brain. And this is why human beings on this planet aren't ready for, you know, uh, uh, you know, contact with advanced beings from another planet and things like that. We still we still can't stop killing ourselves. We literally can't stop killing ourselves. Wherever there's oxygen on the planet, there's there's a human being trying to kill another human being. Wherever there's oxygen, wherever there's oxygen, that's what's happening. Brother against brother all over the planet. It, it's ridiculous. It just has to stop. It's just it's just we're this is a, a a reality show for for aliens, this whole planet. We're in episode 2022. And we went from a global pandemic to uh, a war, World War Three, <laughs> in one season. And they're just looking at us and going and scratching their heads, laughing. It's just, just this joke, right? These people that are going into the Ukraine and blowing people up, they're taking orders. They're taking orders from a madman. So, but it's, just, it's the same story, just like when the U.S. went into Iraq, and killed all of those Arab people. Now, why wasn't a big stink made about that around the whole world? Why weren't sanctions put against the United States for going to Iraq and murdering all those people? And there were no WMDs and everything else. Why? Because they weren't I mean, they were there were people of color. They were Arabs in the desert. They were just poor, poor peasants. They didn't have any value. They didn't have any life value, any economic value. So the world didn't care really about it just like the murders that are going on in Africa right now, that the genocide is happening. Nobody even knows about it. They don't even care about it. Nobody even knows about the genocide that occurred in Sudan. Okay, this is back in 2008 when Obama was in office. Him and Hillary Clinton went and had a private oil war in Sudan that you guys don't know anything about using American tax dollars. And what they did was crazy. They went down there after they found resources in Sudan They used American tax dollars to go down there and have a war against the people, a fake war. These people had no weapons, took them off their land, pushed them out into the desert. Two hundred and fifty thousand men, women and children died of starvation and injury in the desert while they took over the land and renamed it South Sudan. And put United States corporations on those lands, which they then uh, profited from significantly profited from. These are the secret oil wars. You can find these oil wars when you leave the country. You can find these oil wars on uh, various other verify verifiable mainstream news sites that are not U.S. based. And this was done a double dip, the ultimate double dip using United States tax dollars to uh, send the military over to remove people from their own land and then install private corporations to steal the resources from those people and rename the region South Sudan. This is why the, old, the area over there, the region, is unstable right now. It's unstable. Just like we went to Libya and, uh, you know, we killed Omar Gaddafi and created an unstable situation over there because he was going to the goldback dollar. And, uh, and now black people are being sold as slaves for 400 bucks a head right now in Libya because of the situation that was created, unfortunately, by Obama and Hillary once again. And Biden. Don't forget about Biden. And so You know, there's a lot of investors that invested recently in Russia and uh, also these people that I know are these mules for the Russians. So these big oligarchs have mules that invest in the American stock market. So every time that uh, Putin does something that creates a disruption in the market, they profit from the United States stock market, stock exchange through stock options. All this rise in fuel that's going up, all this money that's being made on fuel by these. Futures people that invest in futures. You think those are all Americans investing in that stock market? Some of those people are mules. He knows that what he's doing there is driving up gas prices over here and other places around the world. So they have mules that are basically infiltrated those areas that have gotten their accounts that have been investing a lot of money on calls for futures of oil. Making the market, driving the price up. And don't think for one second that these big time politicians here in the United States don't know about this and that they're investing in it as well. I guarantee you, the reason why Biden's like when somebody said, what's going to happen to a fuel price? He goes, oh, they're going up. You see how how he smiled. You know why he's happy because he's making a lot of money on on the price of gas going up. He's making a lot of money on the fuel going up. A lot of money. Millions. Maybe even with you add up all the money through his team because they don't they know how they're smart. They don't put it all in one name. Maybe even billions. And so this whole thing is a big money grab. Putin's always going to make money because he's got mules in other markets. And as he makes moves over there, it controls other markets in other countries that he has mules in, and he collects that money and splits it with those mules. Okay. He's making he's, he's, he's cleaning up. He's eating left and right. He's eating left and right. And the only thing that could happen negative with this situation is if he continues to be back into a corner and, and so restricted. Then he just feels like, you know, I'll just pop a nuke because I got nothing else to lose. You know, that's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario, well, there's two best case scenarios. The U.S. has a weapon called the Rods from God. The Rods from God is a satellite that orbits Earth. It has a whole row, an array of tungsten steel rods. No warhead, no explosives, just Rods about that thick and about twenty feet long, with a bulge on both ends. These are called the rods from God. They can position that satellite through geo positioning over any uh, any country, any city on the planet, at any given time that they want. Once it's a lock, and they drop that tungsten steel rod from space, it uses kinetic energy to incinerate your entire city. Once it drops. Your city is going to be incinerated and it's going to drop to within pinpoint precision and there's no fallout. You won't even know what happened. It'll be one of those things where they will they will be saying, we we don't understand what kind of missile this was. We don't know where this came from. We don't understand. Maybe it was a, an explosion in the building or in the center of the town, but they know what it really was. It was a rod from God that came to incinerate the entire city. It'll incinerate your city in less than uh, a few seconds. And the shockwave will then go out miles and drop everything. Whew. Boom. No fallout. No nuclear waste. You just come in and you clean up and you got fresh land. You can you can milk for resources. And so that may be one of the options. You may see that being used if it has to be used. Uh, you may see the rod from God drop. Or the other thing is that, uh, you know, the, the the last thing that could happen potentially is assassination, uh, you know, from his own people. Some of his own oligarchs, which I think a few people have put a million dollar hit out on him already, which is not a lot of money. But some of these other oligarchs, once they start to feel the, the pain of getting dried up and they talk to him and they still can't get things to switch out, then they may go ahead and put a hit on him from the inside. And so either he'll uh, he'll get, you know, they'll take him out themselves, basically. So either he'll be assassinated, a rod from God will drop on him before he can launch a nuke, or he might be fast enough to pop one off. I don't think he could pop off too many before they stop him, but because uh, the rod will drop for sure then. But it's pretty interesting to see how this plays out. But all of this is all about money. It's all about economy, his economy failing. It's all about the fact that Ukraine used to be a part of the USSR and now it's not. And now they want to go and join NATO. And in his eyes, who are the who the hell are these peasants? Who do they think they are that they could just do what they want to do? These aren't full blooded Russians. These are just peasants. That's what his mind is thinking. The old ways. He's thinking about the old ways, the mother country, right? And he's thinking, I'll show these peasants a thing or two, just like I took Crimea. I'll go and take their country and I'll take their resources and I'll use that money to fund my economy. And I uh, know and, and my billionaire buddies, all my billionaire oligarchs, we're going to eat off of them because he doesn't see them even as human beings. That's why he can indiscriminately blow things up over there without even worrying about it. It doesn't even affect his brain because to him, they're just lowly peasants. They don't even have any value or worth. Okay. This is crazy times. It's crazy times. But you get to see what happens when these people out here, (laughs) you know, decide to um, decide to follow these crazy leaders. You know, it happens in America. You know, you have these people that join the military. I just want to get a college. They're going to pay for my college. I'm going to call a college education. I'm going to get four years of free college if I join the military. And then they you to Iraq to blow up a woman and child living in a $3 tent. And then you try to rationalize that. Well, I only took orders. I just I'm, t- I'm just ta- I'm a good man. I'm just taking orders from people. I'm just taking my orders. This was my job. So you try to rationalize it in your mind. But then even that doesn't work anymore, because when you come back, you start having PTSD. And you look at the suicide rate on veterans in America, over three hundred and forty thousand vets since 2001, have committed suicide. Do that math. 340,000 vets since 2001 have committed suicide. 20 to 30 men a day, men and, women, men and women a day, who are former vets, will commit suicide every single day, every single day from the U.S. military, okay? That's a big number. And why is that happening? Why is it happening? Because they realize what they've done They've realized what they've tooken, taken party to. And it's eating them up on the inside and they can't live with themselves anymore. That's why it's happening. And so and the reason why I bring that up is because these people, these men that are doing the same thing to the Ukraine, you're going to see so many suicides and you probably won't ever get it documented or, or, or you know, won't hit the news. But the majority of these men that have committed this egregious act against the Ukraine, they're, they're going to commit suicide. In the end, they'll all commit suicide. They're all, they're all It's just like somebody said, it's pure evil. It's just pure, unadulterated evil. You can't take orders from people that are ordering you to do things that you know in your heart is not right. At some point on this planet, we as people on the planet have to stop taking these ridiculous orders from men sitting in $10,000 suits in palaces and kingdoms that are never going to walk out on the front line and, and take a bullet. <laughs> They're never going to walk outside with a Scud missile and launch it. They're never going to walk outside and hop in a tank and, hey, let's go, boys. I'm going to ride with you. They're not going to do that. This is what we need to do. We need to take all these leaders so all the, of all the countries in the world. We, the people, there's 8 billion, 8.6 billion people on earth now. We need to take all these leaders and say, look, we've got a new plan for you guys. If you guys have a disagreement and you want to go to war before the people fight each other, The leaders have to actually go hand-to-hand combat, hand-to-hand combat till the death. So Putin, if you want to go against the Ukraine, Vladimir against Vladimir, that's the two leaders, right? Both of you guys got to go hand-to-hand combat to the death. And then after that, if you win Putin, then the people will rush into Ukraine and take over the land. If the other Vladimir wins from the Ukraine, they'll run into Russia and take over the land or try to, right? To go hand-to-hand combat against the people. But the leaders got to go to war first. And I guarantee you, you'll see a big change. I guarantee you, you won't see any leaders going to war, hand to hand combat. You might get one psycho or two here and there, but the majority of these people, they wanna sit in their plush palaces. They wanna hop on their private helicopters and jets and go on their fancy vacations. And they just wanna spit out orders to people and expect people to just go out there and do their bidding for them. Because these people truly, really think that they are some type of a semi-god or demigod. They think that, they're connect, that, they're, that they have some kind of royal bloodline in them that allows them to rule over human beings. A lot of these people, if you talk to them, you'll find out that they don't even see themselves as human beings. They see themselves above human beings. They have a God complex. And so the only way that this is, this is going to stop is when human beings, especially the people in the military and the police forces around the entire planet, stop listening to these orders that are coming from narcissistic, psychotic men ordering them to go kill women and children all around the world. At some point, it has to stop. This is just another example of why this planet is this, is in the state of where it's at mentally and psychologically, emotionally, even financially, the financial system. It's more evidence that we move oil uh, from the planet. This oil is... Uh, it's all from our economy. We can't remove it from the planet. The planet makes oil. Oil never runs out. Oil will never run out. Oil is the ambiotic fluid of the earth. The earth makes oil. It's the blood of the earth. They keep telling you oil is going to run out. Oil is never going to run out. They know that it's made inside the planet itself. Well, we have to remove remove it from our economy as fast as possible. It's not happening fast enough. Turning cars into electric cars that still have to be plugged into outlets is not moving fast enough. It's a slow process. When you plug an electric car into an electric outlet, you're still using gas. You're still using gas. How? Because an electric outlet is connected to a power plant down the street that runs off oil. <laughs> so when you charge your car up, you're using gas. Gas. That's why people say, how come you don't have an electric car yet? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for this thing to change around a little bit more before I got to run around plugging my car in. Because y'all are still using the same gas I'm using right now. All right. The same gas. You're plugging it in, you're still using gas. You're probably using more gas than I'm using. So, you know, the system that we have now, oil is in everything. Oil is in this cell phone case. This cell phone case is made with petroleum. Oil is in this microphone case. It's made with petroleum. Oil is in my laptop case. It's made with petroleum. Oil is in in your desk. It's oil in that refrigerators. is made with petroleum. Oil is in, in the chair that I'm sitting on. Oil is in everything. Oil is in the casing around my TV behind me. All right. It's in everything. We've completely uh, uh, uh and emulsified ourselves in oil. It, oil is in everything I got in my house. Petroleum is in everything. Everything is even the food is sprayed with petroleum. So it really caps on with us. So Removing it overnight is going to be very difficult because it's inside of everything. We have to switch over to hemp, you know, instead of plastic forks because plastic forks are made with petroleum, plastic bottles are made with petroleum. You got to move into things like hemp plastics, right? Things that that are that don't have any petroleum in them. Whole new industries need to come up and be created that can literally uh, put this uh, petroleum industry. Yeah. But it's not going to happen as long as these military clowns and these governments around the world, they keep listening to these fake leaders, to these puppets. As long as these military people listen to these idiots, as long as police officers keep listening to these clowns, they're going to try to stop us from doing what we know is right, which is collapsing their system and building our own system. So we have to really work as hard as we possibly can to reach these military people and all these police officers. They got their brains need to be rewashed they already brainwashed and they got to be rewashed out of that programming to stop them from taking orders from these clowns that don't give two craps about them. And the evidence is that in that is look at the military officers that go fight for countries, any country. When they come back, they get a little medal and a little pat on the back. And that's about it. The majority of the homeless problem in America is veterans. Vets who just sitting out all over the streets homeless. They don't care about you. When the Fukushima power plant blew up, um, and that was in uh, in Japan, right? The Fukushima the power plant blew up across the Pacific. It sent a lot of nuclear contamination into the Pacific Ocean. They sent the USS Ronald Reagan racing across the Pacific Ocean to investigate the situation. The whole crew on the USS Ronald Reagan came down with all these crazy cancers. Why? Because the ship uses the water from the ocean in a desalination method in order to use it for drinking and showering and cooking. So they drank, showered, and cooked radiation on the ship. These people got so sick, and you know what the military told them? Oh no, it's just a coincidence. You guys didn't get sick from the from Fukushima. We're not gonna pay for none of this. They don't care about you. You think Putin cares about these military officers getting blown up and getting killed and everything else? He can care less. He literally can care less. So we have to come to a place and a point in this in this society, in this civilization that we as people raise our kids against fighting in militaries for puppets. For evil men, for going and joining uh, police forces just so you can sit there and take orders from men to go out and commit egregious acts against the citizens. We have to start to raise our kids differently because it's really the people that are in these positions of power and these militaries and these police forces, they're our, they're, they're the older people, we created those monsters. We, we, we didn't teach them right. You know, we didn't teach them right. And also, of course, there needs to be a, a much better um a much better psychological evaluation put in place, a more stringent psychological evaluation. Because what's happening is the people that are getting pulled into these police forces and these militaries, the majority of them are psychotic. They already have underlying mental issues that need to be dealt with before they even joined. And the only, the only thing that happens is the military and the police force exaggerates those underlying mental issues, which is why the majority of people that have a, uh, uh, You know, military and police. Look up the stats. This ain't Billy talking. Look up the stats. Domestic abuse numbers are far higher, far higher, way exceeding the general population in all countries. Check it out. They beat their women. They beat their kids. They abuse them. The numbers are far higher than in the military and police force in in all countries than a normal civilian because they have underlying mental issues and being in the force or the army or the military only exacerbates, it makes it even worse. These are real, this is the white elephant in the room I'm talking, this is the people don't want to talk about these kind of topics, man, but it's real. And this is what's happening right now on the other side of the planet from where I'm at. you You have men and women, mostly men though in that military that are riding in tanks across to another land to go kill women and children indiscriminately, because some psychopath told them it needs to be done, and I'm ordering you to do it. And they just hop in the tank like a robot and just go and fulfill this, you know, fulfill these orders like they're downloading information from a computer program into their brain. They're going, I must kill these people. It's just crazy. It's crazy. But if you go back, like I said, to follow the money. It's all about Putin and his little inner circle. They're making billions of dollars off this whole war where people think that, oh, they're sanctioning them. They're going to be broke. No, they're not. Putin ain't going broke. Putin is sitting on about three hundred billion. On top of that, he's probably making a couple hundred million dollars a week on stock markets around the, country, around the world. Using mules. And so is his inner circle. These people are eating. And then also the U.S. politicians, they had one, you know, the one who control, who so-called so controls or runs the free country in the world, Biden. He making money, too. They're all making money. They're eating off of this situation. The U.S. military stocks increased by 20 percent last week, 20 percent rise in U.S. stocks. You don't think they knew that was going to happen? Once the stocks in the U.S. Uh, on the uh, uh, once the uh, military stocks in the U.S. rose, They already had their calls in place. They had their calls in place weeks in advance of this happening because they predicted it because they knew exactly where it was going far in advance and did nothing to stop it. But they knew, wow, we need something to ignite our economy financially and put money in our in our um, in our private corporations pockets that that create projects for the Pentagon. And also all these politicians at the top, including Biden, are heavily vested in the stock market and have foreknowledge knowledge because why they are the ones who create the market by what they say and do so they go and put calls and puts in weeks in advance of anything happening weeks sometimes months sometimes even a year in advance i remember when uh ray dalio made an announcement in 2019 november of 2019 ray dalio if you don't know who he is look him up he runs the largest hedge fund pretty much in, in the world. It's a $150 billion hedge fund. He took $1.5 billion and did a put on the uh, stock market that it was going to crash in March of uh, 2020. And I said, This guy just said the stock market was going to crash in March of 2020. I said, Wow, this guy's running a $150 billion hedge fund. What in the world is going to happen here? This is before anybody knew it was going to happen. Right. The whole sickness that went around the planet. And I'm scratching my head like I'm calling billionaires that I know and I'm asking them and they're like, I don't know. But if Ray Dalio said it, it's going to happen. I was like, holy crap, what is going to happen? Come February, I started hearing some, some little, you know, seeds dropping about this sickness. I mean, I think I was in uh, I was in um, Australia at the time. Then I heard countries were going to start locking down. I said, what the hell's going on? I got to get out of here. I, I, I fly back. While I take off, the world is getting locked down. Australia locks down while I'm in the air. I land back in America. I get back home. And sure enough, right into the beginning of March, here it comes. Boom. The market crashes right at the exact time he said it would. These people are invested in his hedge fund. If he knew, that means they knew. Right. That means they knew. And so they're all in this big club and they're all playing both sides of this big club. And the people of the world, the eight point five or whatever the number is, eight point six billion of us are on the outside looking in, listening to all the propaganda that they put out about what's happening, but not really understanding and knowing it's all a money making play for all of them. Biden's making billions. Putin's making billions. China's making billions. They're all making money off of this thing. They're eating big time. Military contracts are being poured out like water coming out of a faucet. Right. Engaging. I remember I went to Key West a few weeks ago, right when this uh, you know, it was announced that the U.S. will have to send some reinforcement for NATO. And all of a sudden, all these F-22s and FATs are flying over my head, going down to the base down there in the Keys to prepare to go across the ocean. That's all money being done. When you see those when you see those fighter jets take off, that's big money. Money is being made. Big money is being made. And what's the fight over the Ukraine? The fight over the Ukraine to bring them into NATO is access to those resources, access to that per capita dollar, access to the GDP and all that other stuff. It's a battle over money. It's a tug of war over who's going to get access to these people's money. That's what this is all about. They have a lot of resources, a lot of funding, a lot of money. And it's a tug of war between the NATO-based countries and Russia right now. And Russia's like, I want this for me. I, I I deserve this. I I think I should get this because they used to be a part of us, and now they're not. We we killed these people before, and you know, so why why can't I just go take it back now? That's what's happening. A big temper tantrum fight over money. Meanwhile, as usual, millions of people are going to be shot, killed, murdered, slaughtered, tortured, and everything else. While all this is going on and on top of all of this, then you have the black people in in the Ukraine that are being discriminated against. People have enough energy to discriminate against black people when they're being murdered and slaughtered in the streets. I mean, this is just the next level of stupidity. It just goes to show you where people's minds go to when, when, you know, and when uh, when times are bad, the real person comes out like the real person comes out. I mean, you got to be kidding me! You guys are being slaughtered and murdered, and the best thing you can do in this time of you know distraught and 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 pain and 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 you know doubt and fear is to try to find a way to torture more black people. You got time for that? And this is well documented, you know. So it's like, man, you know. So some people see that, especially black people, and go, man, I, my, I, my heart don't bleed for the Ukraine because look what they're doing to us. And trust me, I understand. But for me, it's not about the Ukraine. It's not about um, the discrimination. It's about the stupidity of human beings globally and how we continue to let a very small number of people tell us what we can do, who we can kill, what we can and can't eat, who's what race and color is better than another race and color. It's like, come on, man. I mean, how can my brain be that advanced? How can my brain be so advanced in the majority of the planet? I don't believe that some kind of way. It can't be that I could be one of the very few people that can see past all the bullshit. I don't understand how it's possible. How is it how is it that my brain is one of the very few brains that can see past? I just don't get it. How is it that millions of people still falling for this divide and conquer bullshit day in, day out, night in, night out? You got time to discriminate against people while your babies are being blown up in hospitals? I mean, come on, man. Who has the energy? Who has the energy? I, I, I just don't understand. I don't get it. When you look at the history of this planet and the domination that has gone on for the last, you know, couple of thousands of years, about 2000 years of domination, it's primarily been one race of people. Now, there's been other races that have dominated the planet in the past. It goes in cycles. Right now, it's the era of the Caucasian. I mean, it just is what it is. It's the era of the Caucasian. A global domination era of the Caucasian. They've pretty much dominated the entire planet except for uh, you know, some of Asia. They've pretty much taken over everything. They've gone all the way down into all the all the uh you know uh, you know Yucatan and all the way down into the Mexican areas regions and all of the South American regions into Venezuela. They've taken over all that oil over there. They've taken over pretty much everything on the entire planet right now. Um you know but at some point that power even shifts but we just got to get to a point where, man, we got to start looking past, listening, because that's all programming. Again, who went to Venezuela and, and fought those wars for oil, you know, for, for the oil companies, military officers? Why? At the behest of who? Rich people sitting in suits. If those officers say, look, man, we're not going out here to fight this war for you guys to make millions of dollars off of oil. That's stupid. That's stupid. It's a fake war, you know, Vietnam, another fake war, you know, they lied about the Gulf of Tonkin incident so they can go to Vietnam. Why? Because Vietnam made a lot of money. It made a lot of people, a lot of money and a lot of men and women and children on both sides slaughtered and killed over a fake war, a war that started over a lie. This just keeps happening over and over again. And at some point. People have to find a way to reprogram themselves, to understand that they've been tricked. They've been tricked. They've been lied to. They've been told that these people are better than them and not better than them. When is when is the military going to start questioning these orders? When do people in military start saying, you know what? I hear what you're telling me, sir, but I need more information before I go kill these women and children. When is that going to be like a normal thing that happens? You know what I'm saying? When are cops going to be like, before I strangle this guy, you know, maybe I better think twice. Or when is it going to be that when a cop sees another cop doing some kind of egregious act against another human being that they stop them by force, the same force that they're using on the other person, put a cap in them. What needs to be done? We got to get to that point, man, that the majority of us are growing towards more consciousness. And saying no. And there's less of us doing the dumb shit, because right now we got more people doing the dumb shit and less of us understanding the true reality of the nature of things. And so what we have is, um, you know, we have we have this this imbalance in the world. And also we have another imbalance of masculine energy. And I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about male domination on the planet has destroyed this planet. There's no balance. There was a famous Egyptian king. And I do mean king named Hatshepsut. Hatshepsut ruled over Egypt for a time. Now, it was a woman. Her husband was a king. He died. She lied to the people and said, well, I'm actually not a, a human. I'm actually half human, half uh, Natiru, because my father was, uh, I think she said his, her father was uh, uh, Osiris. Right. Something like that. And so she was able to take kingship over the land of Egypt for some time. <clears throat> so she claimed that she was half God, basically a demigod. And they believed her and she got kingship while she was king. She did miraculous and incredible things. She built agriculture. She extended the, the kingdom peacefully. She created uh happiness and joy. People got into arts and crafts and and uh you know started tapping into their true uh passions. And she created a doggone golden age almost over there. And the people loved her, right? There needs to be more balance in this. Global elite, ruling elite situation where we have more women or feminine uh, energy interjected into this matrix because right now it's so male dominant that this whole planet has turned into a giant bachelor pad. The whole planet's a bachelor pad right now. There's no, you know, there's no balance. There's no balance. It's just a bunch of guys in a pissing contest. That's all it is. It's, 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 it's a pissing contest. That's what, that's what it's turned. That's what the whole thing turned into. And and these guys in this small circle, probably eight of them in this pissing contest. Pissing on who? Eight point five billion people. That's the ones we're down here like this. Eh, we getting peed on every single day. And we just keep taking it. We just keep waking up every single day and looking at the news and saying, look what they're doing to us now instead of taking action and saying, no, we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. The true <clears throat> evolution of mankind on this planet, I'm going to say this and I'm going to wrap it up. The true evolution of mankind on this planet is only going to come when people like the military officers in, the U- in, in for Russia who are attacking people in the Ukraine and so forth and people who are discriminating against, against other people because of the color of their skin, it's only going to happen when the majority of the people say we're going to stop. We're not going to participate in your guys' games anymore. No more car payments, no more mortgage payments, no more taxes, no more. We're not going to buy any fuel. When there's a coordinated effort to just everybody stock up and then stop and we just sit back for about only going to take about three, two three weeks of, of a frozen global economy before they go, OK, guys, what can we do? When the military doesn't listen to their orders anymore, when police don't run out to kill people in the streets anymore. That's when we get to a point where we can take back control of this planet. That is a little bit ways off because we have a lot of people still running around listening to, you know, operating on matrix programming, and listening to these psychopathic narcissists, telling us what telling them what to do when they go execute it without question. Same thing happened in the Bible, book of Deuteronomy. It's the same thing being every time you go back. It's amazing because every time you go back to the same year in ancient history, you see the same things happening it's like we're in a time loop. So if you go back (laughs) about 2000 years, okay, which is where we are. We're now 2000 plus. You go back about 2000, uh, 2000, you go back 4,000, like 2000 uh, AD, you go back to 2000 BC. I'm sorry. So it's really the split between the the AC and AD and, and BC. So you go back to 2000 BC and what's happening on the planet. The same exact thing that's happening now. You have people being told by a, By a person, not by a God, by a person in the book of Deuteronomy, a person masquerading as God, telling these people to go to this land. And these people are not listening. They don't they don't believe in me. They don't pray to me. They don't give me their taxes and their money. They don't they don't they don't allow me access to their land. So I want you guys to go over there and I want you to kill them. The Bible says the Bible says they were ordered to kill the women, kill the children. Kill the oxen. Okay? It even tells them if you want, you can rape the women. The word rape is actually used. You can rape the women. And bring the spoils of war to me. Read it. Go read that book of Deuteronomy. Yeah. Yeah. This is happening. You go back from 2000 BC to 2000 AD is where we're at now. It's the same exact story happening all over again. And every time you split it like that and go back and forward, you can see it's the same exact thing happening on the planet at all times. It's pretty weird. When you go back in history like that, you could check it out. It's pretty interesting how we're in just some kind of crazy time loop where we keep duplicating the same garbage over and over again. Now, here we are in 2022, 21st century, damn near. And we got people listening to orders from a psychopath in a $10,000 suit living in a palace. Telling them to go kill women and children and they go and just do it without thought. There's going to be a lot of suicides coming within the next five years, a lot of suicides from those men. They're all going to suicide themselves. Uh, because why? Whoever survives, because why? They're gonna wake up one day and realize what they've done, just like the American soldiers woke up and realized what the hell they done to killing all those millions of people in the in the Middle East for no reason whatsoever, but other than other people to profit. So anyway, I rambled on a little bit tonight, guys, on it. You know, I maybe got a little bit off topic, but the fundamental premise behind this is that Putin's making money. Even with all these economic sanctions, he's still making millions maybe even billions between him and his cohorts are are making a lot of money off of this thing and they're siphoning that money into other countries and other bank accounts under different names that nobody knows even exists including the u.s government these people ain't that damn dumb these people are pretty smart and um it's unfortunate that they've also again used human beings as chattel to go do their bidding to go do their evil bidding and it's unfortunate that in the midst of all this turmoil and hatred that we still find that they still find time to discriminate against black people. It's like, this, this is just a big circus, man. It's a big circus show. It really is a big circus. It's really unfortunate that we've gotten to this point all over money. Still, it's still all over money, which is just a piece of paper. And now it's just digital zeros and ones on a computer. It didn't even really have any, any assessed value other than consciousness assessed value. So it's pretty interesting. Hopefully one day we can get beyond this. Hopefully one day we can all wake up as people on this planet and realize that the only thing that we have is consciousness. And that has no race. It has no color. Okay, it has no indistinguishable features between you or anyone else, because it's all just different aspects of the same one person or the same one consciousness. Some people call it universe. Some People call it God. Whatever you call it, whatever it means to you, that's fine. To me, it means that we are all part of the same source energy. And until we wake up and realize that we're all part of the same source energy, and that by me killing you, I'm actually killing myself, when that realization happens in somebody's head, that when I torture somebody, I'm torturing myself, when I injure somebody or do malice to somebody, I'm doing malice to my own self, when they come to that pure realization of that fact, of that now well known fact, that's when the world's going to completely change. And we will stop participating in these crazy, narcissistic, psychopathic systems of programming code from this matrix and begin to realize who we truly are as human beings on this planet and then take our rightful place, in my personal meaning, our rightful place in space because this planet will not persist wherever all planets have an expiration date and this one does too. As Our sun will expand to a red giant in about four to five billion years. It'll start expanding prior to four to five billion. That's really when it dies. It'll start expanding around 2.9 billion years It'll engulf all the inner planets and this planet will be completely seared to a crisp and there'll be no life on it. This is why you have to become a space-faring race. And you have to create breakaway civilizations on other planets, which is why there are there is life on other planets, because those beings knew that and learned that and had expanded. The Dogon's taught me this. The Dogon tribe out of Africa. People that they met called the Nomos came from a failed star. It ran out of fuel called Sirius. The Sirius star system, Sirius A, B and C, Sirius B ran out of fuel. Those beings fled their planet and came to Earth and they sat and lived amongst the Dogon uh, tribe in Mali, Africa. Check it out. Pretty interesting story. All right, guys, look, I love you guys. Thank you for all the donations tonight. I appreciate every single one of you. A couple of quick updates before I run uh, the, the shares. Round two of the shares are out right now. Our company valuation has gone up by 10 million dollars. You can check it all out. It's all publicly available knowledge on the on the TrueCrowd platform. Shares have gone from a dollar to a dollar fifty, as the valuation of the company has gone up ten million dollars. So you can still own shares in round two of Forbidden Knowledge. And I'll drop the link in the chat right quick. Okay, and this is everything is moving exactly as we wanted it to, um, and we're very happy that it's moving in this direction. Thank you to all the investors uh, that have uh, participated in round one. Congratulations to you because your investment doubled. <laughs> OK, so congratulations to all the investors that came in on round one. And we're now in round two. Shares are one dollar and 50 cent. Now they were a dollar. Now they're a dollar 50. And we're already preparing for round three, which is going to take about 120 days or so uh, to get submitted to the SEC. And we'll go to round three. Uh, And that'll be another round where, you know, we're looking forward to see if our results can be better again. Can't guarantee, but we're looking forward to trying to do everything we can to make uh, our valuation uh, rise again. Ultimately, within uh, 24 to 36 months, our ultimate goal is to get a ticker symbol and go to the stock exchange, which would be great for everybody that's coming along for this ride. So we appreciate, appreciate you. We love you. And we're trying to take consciousness to the mainstream, make it a normal conversation. Not a hidden conversation. Forbidden knowledge needs to, be, needs to be common knowledge and all this other dumb stuff that people are talking about. We want that to be stupid stuff. When people see you talking about taking drugs or or, or, or or hanging out and doing dumb stuff. I want them to look at you like you're an idiot. When you start talking about knowledge and and wisdom and esoteric knowledge and things like that, then they're going to be like, I mean, you, this this person's really smart. That's the way that's the way we're going to flip it. We want people talking about the dumb stuff. To be looked at as idiots, not like right now they're looked at as oh this person's really cool because they take Molly and they do this and they do that. No we want you to look like an idiot when you say that kind of stuff. We want you to we, you know, when you start talking about wisdom and knowledge and understanding and and and, and to- topics full of you know uh, you know value, then we want you to be cool and that's why I'm doing it. on top of that, I'm taking people with me. so as the company rises, uh the whole you know everybody rises together. Now, another great announcement. Where's that book at? Got a book for you. So, Forbidden Knowledge is a book publishing company, right? Hold on, let me get them all. Also, you know, what's great about investing in Forbidden Knowledge is we have a lot of different uh, revenue streams. So, one of them is book publishing. So, of course, I have my book, the best selling book, Woke Doesn't Mean Broke, right? It's a financial Bible. Look how thick this book is, guys. This a serious business. 688 pages. Financial Bible. Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. Another bestseller, right? Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. Bestseller for three years now. Now we have uh, another book that just came out. The Recipe to Elevated Consciousness under the Forbidden Knowledge Publishing Company. And investors share in these profits as well. That's what's so beautiful about this. So the recipe to Elevated Conscious by Elizabeth Hookstra. It's her life story, her journey from being unconscious to conscious and all the treatment they adopted and abandoned as a baby and everything else. Uh, All the issues going through uh, alcoholism and, and drug addiction to clean up and then become conscious and become a person that can contribute to society on a global scale. Uh, and be a successful businesswoman. That's what this book is about. But she gives you the recipe that she took to go from unconscious to conscious, step by step, every single day, day in, day out, is all in this book. An amazing book by Elizabeth Hookstra. And there's one more book. Where is it? Oh, here it goes. And then, of course, another book on the publishing company, my son's book, Manifest Destiny Journal. It's a journal that teaches you how to manifest your reality Based off of manifesting techniques and a stringent routine that it puts you into every single day to help you get to where you want to get to in your manifesting process. All right. So it's it's incredible. And this is all part of the Forbidden Knowledge Company. Also, our music, all right? So I have 340 songs in global distribution. All that money and profits from the music that I have goes into Forbidden Knowledge. Also, the NFTs are out now, the Forbidden Knowledge NFTs, the Pantheon of of Gods. So I'm going to drop the link to that. So let me drop the link to the NFTs in here in the chat. That is uh, ForbiddenClub.com, and I'll drop the link to you and for it in here to you. <clears throat> HTTP ForbiddenClub.com. These are our NFTs. The NFTs are doing phenomenal right now. So you got the link there to the NFTs. Oops, I, I, I got to recut that, repaste that. Sorry, because it actually <clears throat> needs to be separated. Biddingclub.com. Should be a clickable link there. Okay. And so that will take you to get the NFTs. You can mint the NFTs right on our site. You need to have a MetaMask. So get your MetaMask wallet. If you don't know what a MetaMask wallet is, you need to go to Forbidden Knowledge TV and watch my NFT workshop that I did the other day. and It'll teach you step-by-step what a MetaMask is, how to get a MetaMask, how to install a MetaMask in your browser so you can go to WW3 and you can actually get on these kind of sites and buy NFTs, okay? Um, also, uh, yeah, P, PNW says RTTV RTV News is gone. I know, they're all gone, unfortunately. They've been taken down. The propaganda engine doesn't want to have real news out there they want to control what's out there and that's why and um and so also my cryptocurrency now we the onboarding call the final onboarding call in the white paper the final white paper will be reviewed tomorrow and then we'll be able to release the forbidden coin so that's exciting i'm i'm so happy because now we're here and and we're going to do the airdrop as i've been saying we're going to have the airdrop all the people that subscribe to forbidden house tv are going to get coins every single one of you guys a lot of you guys are already in the Discord. We're going to send another email out to everyone on Forbidden Knowledge TV. That's a subscriber. And uh, we're going to link this other software program to Discord that allows us to transfer coins right into your wallets. OK, it's a pretty cool thing. And this is what a lot of the big you know, crypto companies use to transfer airdrop money. So we're going to be airdropping crypto. And we're going to randomly airdrop some NFTs. We're not going to give everybody an NFT, but we will randomly give away random NFTs. We have uh, designated, I think, 140 uh, NFTs to give away uh, as free NFTs to subscribers of Forbidden TV. All right. So if you're not a subscriber of Forbidden TV, you need to be one. It's simple. H-T-T-P colon slash last 4 bktv dot TV. I'll drop it in the chat for you. Check it out. All the links to this stuff will be in the caption of this video. Uh, when I end it, I'll make sure anything that I've said or talked about with it with reference to these, um, the NFTs and the investments are in the caption. And I will be back again very, very soon. I'm going to hop on here probably a live tomorrow and I'm going to talk about a few more topics tomorrow. I'm also going to show uh, talk about some information with regards to Forbidden Knowledge TV, some of the new TV shows uh, that we have coming out. And also get some feedback from you guys on what shows you would like to see on Forbidden Knowledge TV network as well. So it's going to be pretty cool. Okay, so I'll be back again. Manana tomorrow to talk a little bit more. Uh, Hope I didn't talk you guys ears off. But this video will um, this video will replay because it is a YouTube video. So that's okay, And it will also be saved and put up on Forbidden Knowledge TV as well don't forget forbidden House TV you get a, a free three-day trial uh, so you can just go there to 4bk.tv if you don't have it you can sign up for a free three-day trial and just check it out there's so much content up there it's incredible new documentaries uh coming out the for, the black Knight satellite documentary is finally in post editing that's my next call. I'm, a, I'm a, about to hop on right now to find out the exact release date and just go through some of the um the editing up to this point to see where it's at and if there's any changes so i'm really excited about that we're very very close right now and we have a new software game coming out very soon called forbidden trivia and it's going to be like a video game but it's going to be a video game based off of your wisdom and knowledge and you'll get a woke score so i'm pretty excited about that that's coming very soon guys a lot of great stuff going on a lot of cool stuff coming to keep us engaged and happy and thinking the right way positively and learning at the same time all right I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I'll catch you guys later. Peace. Hi, I'm Billy Carson, researcher, speaker, and bestselling author of the Compendium of the Emerald Tablets and Woke Doesn't Mean Broke. I'm inviting you to join me on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv to enjoy hours of great programming Learn the secrets of ancient Egypt, unexplained structures on the moon and Mars, financial literacy, holistic and healthy lifestyles. Go now to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv and get three days free. While there, you can enter to win a Rolls Royce. That's ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. Hi, my name is Billy Carson, and I'm the president of Forbidden Knowledge. We have an amazing investment opportunity here for anyone who wants to buy shares in Forbidden Knowledge. The money that's generated from this crowdfunding platform is going to be used to bring on a new content acquisitions partner. We're going to hire a new in-house graphics designer, a social media manager, a put together a customer service team and a customer service management program that will organize and satisfy all the different legs of Forbidden Knowledge, Inc., as well as and of course make more improved high quality streaming content for the Forbidden Knowledge TV platform which right now is featured on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, iOS and Android apps and also of course the web. The streaming platform is a year old right now and doing very very well and we're looking for your support where you can only be a conscious customer but also be a part owner in an amazing opportunity That includes streaming TV, book publishing, and e commerce. Grow with us and earn with us. Forbidden Knowledge Inc. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one year anniversary. That's right. One year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv.